Jones and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yesterday, the announcement coming from the Cardinals that Monty Austin Ford has been hired as their next general manager. Today, the press conference, which you heard here live on Arizona Sports, the flagship home of the Cardinals, and now the reaction as we welcome you back into the Burns and Gambo Show. And joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line, every time we have questions for all things Patriots, we turn to Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal, their founder and editorial director. He joins us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Greg, Happy New Year. I hope this call finds you well. Thank you for the time. No problem. Good to be with you guys. Monty Austin Fort, what was your initial reaction when you saw that he was going to get the gig? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's a really uh, inspiring hire by the Cardinals. I think, um, you know, just texting around, calling around with some of the people who worked with him around here. I mean, it's there's universal praise for him. you know, not only for his football acumen and eye for talent, but also just the type of person that he is. I mean, he is, uh, you know, universally sort of beloved and respected by people who have worked with him, with the Patriots. And I think it's, uh, you know, after seeing, you know, a Cardinals organization that, you know, I think has done some questionable things over their, uh, you know, recent history, I think this is a good step in the right direction for them, you know, moving forward, you know, as an organization that, um, you know, will definitely, you know, stand for something. We'll definitely have a big picture in mind and we'll have, you know, sort of trying to move everyone uh, in that direction. Greg, I, I like the fact that he, I mean, he worked his way up the ladder, right? I mean, basically yep. from being an intern, I mean, he was an area scout, you know, the lowest level, and then just kept working his way up and up and up, and then got the trust of Belichick. He was involved in so many decisions in the draft and, and spent so many years in New England. And obviously to do that, you know, you've got to be well-respected to be on, you know, part of that Belichick team. So I like that aspect of how he climbed up that ladder. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, I'm, I don't exactly have his bio in front of me, so I'm not exactly sure of the timeline. But, you know, there have been a lot of people who uh, the Patriots, like they've lost a lot of people, especially in the front office. Um, you know, one guy who stands out, Patrick Stewart, who is now, I think, assistant GM of the Panthers. There were a lot of guys in the same sort of boat. Um, you know, with the Patriots in the front office, where a lot of guys were looking at their futures, and they, and it's a problem across the board in this organization, coaching and front office, where Belichick's not the best communicator, so you don't know what your future is. And I think a lot of guys decided, like, you know, I'm going to go elsewhere and sort of forge my own path. And and I think you know Monty going to Tennessee to work with guys that he was familiar with, John Robinson. And Mike Rabel, I think, was a step in that direction. Greg Bedard, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show. I, Greg, I'm sure you get you get asked all the time. But hell, we've probably even asked you about coaches who have been in the, the Patriots organization who have left, and it's it's you know kind of well known around the industry, at least believed around the industry, that those coaches don't have a lot of success. As far as the track record of executives like of which you speak that come out of the organization, is there well, in general what is the track record of success as you know? 
it when it comes to people, not coaches, but executives who used to work there who left the organization? Yeah, I think it's been pretty good. I mean, you look at, uh, you know, Jason Light down in Tampa, John Robinson, you know, for a while in Tennessee. I'm not really sure what happened um, at the end there. Um, you know, Nick Casario, we'll see in Houston. At least he's gotten that organization to the point where they sort of have a clean slate at this point and could be attractive to a guy like, you know, Sean Payton with all their draft capital, their caps in order, like all that stuff. Um, you know, from what I know, those guys have, you know, good reputations around the league. And I think they, they, they know they adhere to a certain uh, philosophy as far as how they evaluate players. And I think the big thing, you know, that clip that you guys played of Monty talking about alignment, that's the biggest thing for, for, I think, NFL teams in general. I mean, I think you have to make one of two choices. You either have to have a strong general manager who picks the coach and makes sure they're in alignment, or you need a strong coach who sort of picks his own personnel guy. And it seems like well, to see how this goes going forward with the Cardinals, but at least you have Monty there who, you know, is going to see things a certain way, and it behooves them to get a coach that sees things, that's, that, you know, sees players, their evaluations, how things move forward as an organization the same way. I mean, it doesn't have to be exactly the Patriot way because they all, I like that a lot of the most successful guys have had their own spin on sort of what mm-hmm. Belichick did. I think that, um, but alignment is going to be paramount for these guys going forward. When you come from the Patriots, structure, uh, chemistry, accountability, um, culture, what, what do you think is the most important thing that these guys that leave the Patriots take away from what they learn there? I think it's it's culture in terms of like what kind of, what kind of, players are you bringing in like you're not just they know that you are not just you're not just there to acquire talent you're there to build a 53 a 53 man team it's not the best 53 it's the right 53 and so those guys will be on the lookout for guys where football means the most to them you know i heard you know the the big quote out of you know monty's press conference was about um, you know, the type of football players that they want and egoless players. I mean, that's what they're looking for. And I think, you know, you even look at, you know, I've watched the Raiders and what they've done this year. And they've, they're sort of, they use this year to sort of weed out on their type of football players and, and going forward. And I think that's that's the biggest thing. I think the, the Cardinals, some of their acquisitions, decisions, maybe they've gone, you know, just with talent. But, you know, like, for example, I mean, is Kyler Murray, we all know his talent. It's unbelievable. But, you know, is he a football player? Is it, is it that, you know, is that what means the most to him? That's what those guys are going to be looking for. Yeah, and I'll use Chandler Jones as an example. I mean, one of the things that I, you know, I can respect about the Patriots way and the Steelers were always great at this. Look, I mean, it's the time to move on from a player and you got to take the sentiment aside and how much you may like and respect that guy. You've got to, fa- you got to factor in age. You got to factor in contracts. And I think a lot of organizations have a hard time moving on from players like that. The Patriots really, they don't. I mean, they've gotten rid of at, at the right time many a player, including Chandler Jones who played very well here in Arizona for a number of years, but for the Patriots, it was time to move on from him. Yeah, it, it did not surprise me when they moved on for, for from Chandler because I think they're, you know, 
they they look for, uh, you know, when a player gets towards the end of his contract, is this the type of player that we want to invest in? Is he going to be a standard bearer for us in our program? I think those are, you know, key questions. I think at the end, you know, they had a bunch of guys up at the same time, and it was like Dante Hightower and I think somebody else, and it's like, all right, is Chandler the type of guy? We know he's talented. We know he's going to get to the rusher, uh, the the quarterback. Is he the type of guy that we want to invest in? They said no. McDaniel's and Dave Ziegler and in, in the with the Raiders said yes this year. But that's that's what they're going to do, and they they aren't. You know, that's the way they're going to look at it. Is this the type of player that we want to invest in? We're going to invest in. We're going to give money to the players that do things the way that we want to do it. If, if we don't think so then we're not afraid to to let go of that player. Greg, last one, and we're up against it, but I do want your quick reaction since you know a a lot of the speculation coaching-wise has now turned to Brian Flores. Uh, Your impressions of his readiness to be a coach again in this league after it unceremoniously ended a couple of years ago in Miami the way it did? Well, I think he wants wants to be a head coach again. I think he believes in his ability. I believe in Brian Flores. I think he's a talented coach. Uh, my question for him, if I were interviewing with him, is you know what did you learn from Miami? Because he did not, he ruffled a lot of feathers down there. Sometimes that's not all bad, but sometimes it can be a detriment. I'm hoping that Brian, you know, learned from his his years in Miami, took this year and learned from that, and can apply that moving forward. Because I do think I think he's an excellent coach. Greg, we always appreciate the time and insight. Thank you for stopping by for a few. We'll talk soon. Anytime. Thanks, guys.